pleasant good morning to everyone and welcome to another edition of the Coles Brown Show. Broadcast live right here on the Black College Sports Network. Yours truly, Coles Brown, joined as a special guest co-host for our number one, Charles Etman of the Alcorn State Radio Network. Charles, good morning to you. How you doing? Uh, Carlos, good morning. How are you? Well, I'm doing fine. Uh, Another Saturday. Um, The year is moving along pretty quickly before you know it. It'll be the summertime and then it'll be fall season. But uh, hey, just thankful to be able to uh, host another Carlos Brown show right here on the Black College Sports Network. Here's what's coming up. I simply call it the guest menu. Of course, Charles Edmond is with me right now. Uh, Also, guest will be Coach Neil Weiner. He's a athletic director, (laughs) head football coach at the Dunham High School in Baton Rouge. I guess you can call it Dunham School. Uh, He'll join me in our number one. Then following uh, Coach Weiner will be Coach Van Petaway. We'll talk some Southwestern Athletic Conference basketball with uh, Coach Petaway. Get his thoughts on everything that's going on in the conference as the conference race continues to move along at a, at a rapid pace. You know, Charles, in a, in a little bit, it, it'll be SWAC basketball tournament time, and then it'll be March Madness. Absolutely. You know, we only have seven more games left in the uh, conference season, and then it's the tournament in Birmingham. So just, you know, you just remember the start of the season like it was yesterday, and you're already more than halfway through, and the race is – the race is really getting uh, getting pretty tight. You've got one team on the men's side, you know, a game ahead at Southern University. Then you got four other teams right behind them, a game back. And then you got a team like uh, Alabama State that to kind of threw a little wrench in, in, into the plans uh, with their win over Grambling uh, the other day, last week, as a matter of fact. So it's I think down the stretch, I think you're going to see some upsets. And uh, there's a race at the top, and there's also a race for that eighth slot trying to get in the tournament, Jackson State, as well as a couple other teams, Bethune. Uh, So this is kind of what we expected. This is not a surprise. And like I said a few weeks ago, it's going to take a few weeks before, you know, teams kind of got their legs, and you're kind of seeing that now. And I'll tell you something else. Going on a losing streak, anytime going forward, could be very deadly for for a team because in a few minutes I'm going to talk about uh, Southern University. Hey, hats off to Alabama State. They came in and knocked off Southern University women's team at home. That's something you really can't afford to to have. And and, and so going forward, and then, of course, Southern, both women and men are doing the Texas two-step. I guess I'm always concerned, you know, every game. So you've got to come to play and – every Saturday and Monday, and you can't afford, you know, it's tough on the road, but losing at home, you you just don't expect that. But we're going to come back and talk more about uh, Southerners women basketball, Southerners men, SWAC basketball. Um, I told you Coach Van Petaway will join us. And then last but not least, he's the defensive coordinator, new defensive coordinator at Southern University. Coach Henry Miller will join us to wrap up. the guest list here or the guest menu on the Coles Brown show. Uh, just a, a few uh, notes, news and notes. Of course, Southern University basketball, uh, the men 2-0 on their homes uh, segment. 
the women one and one. Also, Charles, we're going to talk some swag baseball predictions. They are out as well. And then Jackson State and Tennessee State will play in the Southern Heritage Classic one final time. And I guess from a um, you know from a legal standpoint, they I, I'm thinking something happened along those lines for Jackson State to say, "Wait a minute, we, we we've we've got to play at least one more time." But but I think the word I'm looking for is maybe a compromise. That's what happened. And you'll look and see who's gonna take the place of uh, Jackson State. I, I said last week, I, I think it, it would be nice for Alcorn State, it, it, you know, to to play in the Southern Heritage Classic. Uh, we had, I had some um, individuals talk about after the show, uh, you know, could Southern possibly play in there? So, it, I don't know. We, 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 we'll see. We'll see. But, um, Charles, it, it's one of those things where They've played for such a long time. Jackson State feels that, hey, from a financial standpoint, uh, they can do better. And then, of course, you know, with, with the, the games they have coming up in Birmingham uh, against Southern University for two straight years, and then, um, well, they were supposed to play, uh, supposed to play University of Arkansas Pine Bluff. So I guess they're looking to maximize and get as much financial uh money as possible yeah i mean i get it it's just it's just i'm kind of like um a lot of fans you know you see a lot of these different facebook posts about the game what will it happen how's it going to turn out you know whatever for me you know of course i do all corn games and but i'm also a graduate of a swag school so i support all these teams i support the southwestern athletic conference and what's excuse me? What's ever in the best interest of those schools? I'm I'm with it. Um, did the Tennessee State thing catch me by surprise? It did. Uh, clearly, Jackson State's trying to maximize their value. And Coach Sanders said this from day one. You know what we've been getting in the past is not the standard anymore. You know we're upping our game in terms of what we feel like is a viable guarantee because of our fan base. We bring a lot of fans. We travel well. All that stuff. So I, I, I just hope that, you know, after this year, obviously the game's going to be in Memphis this year and then next year, you know, we'll see how that works. Uh, I think we can only deal with it one year at a time. I just hope that whatever happens, it works out for everybody involved. And I don't know, I don't know if it's going to happen. I don't know how it's going to happen. I just hope it works out because it, it's a financial risk reward, you know, at, at the end of the day. We all take risk and we hope for the reward. And obviously, you know, after this year, you know, Jackson State feels like, you know, playing in Birmingham in the SWAC Classic is more viable financially for them. So we'll we'll see how that turns out. I mean, I'm just I'm just waiting and seeing how that happens. But I didn't expect the double back. And you know, I know there's contract uh, contractual obligations you have to stick with. And you know, there could have been litigation perhaps if if it was going in the way it was going this time last week. But clearly, I think the right people saw the right method. Let's play the game this year and let's see where it goes from there. And that's, that's kind of where I am with it. You know, we've been talking at nauseam about it on social media for the last two weeks. And uh, now the game's back in Memphis and let's see what happens. The word compromise. Um, <laughs> you, you think that's, um, that was a, a word that was used when they decided to say, Hey, 
we're, we're going to play it one more time. And then there'll probably still some, some litigation going on, or maybe they've settled it. Um, but we'll, we'll, we'll see. But, um, I want to say good morning to everyone. Uh, Greg says good morning. Uh, also, Chuck Hunt. <laughs> good morning. He says the Memphis promoter Fred Jones became Suge Knight. Oh, wow. <laughs> good morning, Keith. V. I love Jackson State uh, alum and Darren Gaines watching. Appreciate it. Good, good morning, Greg. Good, good morning, uh, everyone. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how it all plays out. You know, Reverend Ike, I, I think a lot of people remember Reverend Ike. You know, the, the good book, I believe, says the love of money is the root of all evil. And, 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 but Reverend Ike, <laughs> who was a minister who believed in financial blessings, said the lack of money is the root of all evil. So with that being said, Charles, it, you know, it, it comes down to um, – What's best? What's best? Jackson State has decided, hey, this is no longer viable for us, and uh, we're, we're going to be out of it. We're going to be out of it. So we'll continue to, to, to monitor it, uh, Charles, and you know, kind of see what happens as far as the future of the Southern Heritage Classic. Who will be in that football game? Jamar Scott, good morning. Coles Brown Show and Charles Edmund. Good morning, Jamar. Appreciate you tuning in. Charles, swag baseball prediction, ought to finish. And, you know, we, we kind of had a discussion. We had text discussions. We had a group text discussion with Coach Carlos James. And it's not it's nothing new. The media does not vote in these preseason predictions. And I know it's, it, it's for to get conversation going. And, of course, the media doesn't participate, all right? So with that being said, do you think that will ever change? And for the record, it's coaches and SID, sports information directors, right? Yes. So um, do, you think it will, do you think it will change where uh, members of the media, not all media, but members of the media, will they, they get a vote? Um, I'm going to say possibly. Um, if if uh, I'm riding the fence with this, possibly. Uh, I think under the old guard with some of the, the the more established coaches in this league, I think the answer was no. I do know that there is a lead cheerleader for the media not being um, a part of the process. I'm not going to mention the name, but I, I'm a, I'm aware of of who that is. Um, I I just think that with the is he in the east or the west? Right, I'm not gonna say. Uh, oh, come I'm on, Charles. Say. Come I, on. I, I this, uh, no, a I'm famous not guy say. is 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 a, a famous uh, coach. Uh, Charles, I'm not gonna not say. Gonna I'll say. just <laughs> I'll just I'll just leave it where I'll just leave it right there. But there but is you know one. There is one coach. Say it. <laughs> there's one coach in particular <laughs> that that is not uh, okay. that is absolutely not in favor of of members of the media voting. Um, and the, the way it works is the the the, the selection of the all conference team is determined first of all by the coaches. It starts there, so the coaches make a recommendation and it goes to the ads. And my guess is that that's as far as it goes. Once the ads vote, whichever way the coaches want it, 
I don't think it goes all the way up the flagpole to the to the presidents and chancellors. I think it kind of stops there because because of that type of issue. Um, I do think with the changing in coaches, I do think uh, there's a possibility. But if I were to take a guess, I would say right now, no. And I do think there needs to be more of a discussion about why we're not a part of the process and why we need to be a part of the process. Because I think uh, there are members of the media that, that will do it justice, will do the ballot justice. You know, and I, I just I think that will help quell a lot of the uh, disparity and why some players should be on the the ballot based on the numbers and stats and and, and that type of thing. Um, so I think once the once the coaches these new crop of coaches you got a new coach at Alcorn, um, you got a new coach at A and M relatively. Um, you're gonna have a new coach at Grambling. Coach Coach Coop is now working with the Yankee organization. So I do think you have a new crop of coaches and the attitude might change a bit. But when we had, you know, the, the late Willie Rap McGowan's of the world and the Mike Robs of the world, you had Omar Johnson, you know, you had the Kators, there was a pretty a good lockstep in members of the media not being a part of the process. I hope that changes because I do think we need to have a good ballot. Uh, I think someone like myself who's, who watches most of these conference games can give a fair ballot. Uh, even though I do all corners games, you can't vote for your own players. So I, I, I do think you need to have a swath of, of different types of folks, whether it's in the media, SIDs, coaches, to bounce things off each other to have a good ballot. Will it happen anytime soon? I don't think so. But I do think we need to have more of a conversation. Uh, and that's it's unfortunate because I do because every sport you're going to have players that are probably going to get left out that should be, and that's a conversation mm-hmm. that needs to be had. But uh, I, I do think by having members of the media involved, I think they take a different they're on a different plane of the canyon. They're kind of higher up in terms of watching the whole picture, and I think they can probably give you a, a, a better ballot. But you know, I just think the coaches right now. Uh, I still think there's this attitude. Let's just let the season vote. But I do think we need to have a conversation about it, whether it's at the SWAC meetings or at football media day or, you know, when a lot of these media members are present, where we can have a conversation about it, because I do think it needs to happen. Well, I I think, and I agree with you, uh, don't, don't, don't hold your breath anytime soon, but you know, maybe you can start lobbying. <laughs> That's another interesting word. <laughs> uh, with, with, with some of the, the people of influence. And um, Charles, we know we probably have one coach that would not uh, have a problem with, you know, the media having a vote. And um, and we would have to see how he, he would vote if it ever came up to, to the situation where the media is invited uh, to participate, to, ha- to have a vote. And that would be Coach Carlos James, but that's just one one baseball coach. But it but 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 it's interesting. Uh, continuing with uh, baseball, we'll start with the East, get a timeout in, and then we'll, we'll come back to uh, the, the Western uh, Division in the SWAC Eastern Division with eight first place votes, eighty nine points overall. Jackson State predicted order finish uh, number one. Alabama State number two with. 88 points and four first place votes. Number three, uh, Florida A&M, 
67 votes, two first place votes. But then Cookman coming in at fourth, 57 uh, points. Alabama A&M, 55 points and four first place votes. Wow, really interesting. And Mississippi Valley State uh, with 22 points. So no no surprise there. Um, Jackson State one, Alabama State two, uh, FAMU three, Bethune-Cookman four, Mississippi Valley State brings up the rear in Alabama and them. Charles, what do you think? No surprise. Um, you know, Jackson State did everything last year except win, except hoist that trophy. They, you know, it, it got to the last game of the half of the season in postseason and couldn't finish the deal. But they're still a really good team. They still have a lot of their pieces coming back. And uh, if you just look at that Eastern Division, I mean, Jackson State, to me, just has more firepower. Bama State is a team that likes to, to slow you down in terms of arms and pitching. But Jackson State's a team that can knock the cover off the ball. So Jackson State, one, I agree with that. Alabama State, two. And I'm, I'm interested to see, Carlos, you know, the rest of the teams in that division. You know, Valley's got a new coach. Um, you know, we're going to be looking at Bethune and FAMU for the first time in terms of how they do things in, in terms of baseball. I, I would say that uh, – I would say Bethune-Cookman, I'd give them a little bit of an edge because they have a, a more successful history when they were in the MEAC in terms of baseball. You got Alcorn's former coach, Brett Richardson, back at FAMU working on that staff. So I'm sure he, he'll be very familiar with, with the East. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how this Easter division goes. We know Jackson and, and Bama State, but I'm looking to see who's going to be those mid-tier teams as some of those teams try to scramble and make the tournament. Do you think FAMU makes a serious push to uh, win the East? No, I, I don't see it. I mean, I might be wrong, but I, I just think right now the cream of the crop in the East is Jackson State and Alabama State. Although we might get a shot, Carlos. I mean, look at SWAT basketball. Who would have thought FAMU would be where they are right now? I mean, because we all knew who those top-tier teams were and who would have thought Alcorn would be up there. So if if FAMU would, would, would make a push in baseball, and baseball is such an unknown, Carlos. I mean, you lose an arm, you lose a bat, you got the grind of the season, you got these midweek games. Baseball is the ultimate unknown to me. You just don't know how this thing's going to go because you could be a pitcher away, you lose your key guy, you know, a bad weekend series, a couple of injuries, and the season changes on a dime. You got over 50 games in baseball. It's a long grind, cold weather, warm weather on the back end. So not too much would surprise me in SWAC baseball, but, you know, with FAMU, I I would say they they may be a year or so away. I would put more – Stock and Bethune Cookman right now because of their history and what they've done with that baseball program. They traditionally, when they're in the MEAC, they were winning championships when Melendez was there. I know it was a little bit of a, of a slack off when when he left to go to Bama State. Mm-hmm. I'm a, but I still think Bethune is still a pretty good team. As I said before, predicted order finish. It 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 does what it's supposed to do. Gather conversation about. Who's going to do what? But we all know it's going to be what played on the field. So Jackson State, one, pretty daughter finish. Alabama State, two. FAMU, three. Bethune-Cookman, four. Five, Alabama A&M. And six, Mississippi Valley State. 
Going to take a timeout. When I come back, uh, we'll, we'll take a look at the Western Division, which in years past has been the wild, wild west. You know, I'll say this, Charles, Prairie View and them surprised me. I'll just say for my opinion last last year. And I think they have an opportunity to, to be one or two. I'm sure some will disagree with that, but uh, we'll, we'll give you a predicted order finish in the Western Division after this quick, quick timeout. You're watching the Coles Brown Show on the Black College Sports Network. We'll be right back. The Cuvée Group is a Florida-based marketing and training consulting firm. We help businesses communicate to their target audience and engage them in conversation. We also help to expand their audiences, which will ultimately result in growth for those organizations. In addition to being a certified constant contact specialist, my colleagues and I are also certified in John Maxwell Leadership Principles. We use these proven principles to conduct workshops, training, and private coaching sessions for individuals and companies looking to take things to the next level. Contact us to schedule a free consultation. Issues today, don't delay. Call Cuvay. Since 2002, Empowerment Resources, Inc., a nonprofit organization, has empowered more than 1,500 youth and adults in Duval and surrounding counties. Through its programs, Journey into Womanhood, Girls Mentoring, Life Skills for Teens, and Parenting Education Coaching. To get involved with programs, volunteer, or donate, visit www.empowermentresourcesinc.org. Follow us on social media, facebook.com forward slash empowerment.resources and instagram.com forward slash empowermentjax. Supermarket sushi, really? No. Wait, Troy, you work here? I'm never not working. Like head and shoulder scalp shield technology, up to 100% dandruff protection, even between washes. Never not working, huh? Oh, Troy, you're such a good teacher. Yeah, I know. <laughs> never not working. Never not working. Never ever not working. Are you serious? Never not working. Dandruff protection that's never not working. Head and shoulder scalp shield technology. If To this week's edition of the Goals Brown Show, right here on the Black College Sports Network, Charles, that that short clip of the human jukebox was uh, uh, <laughs> dedicated to Avis Heath, who's watching. <laughs> Avis Heath, Jackson State <laughs> alumni fan. Oh, don't get me started. But good morning, uh, Varick Avis Heath, Chuck Hunt, Varick Williams, Ralph Holly. Michael Cavalier, good morning. G Boom Holly, good morning. Terrence Neal, good morning. And Darren Gaines. Also, well, we're talking uh, swag baseball, and uh, 
Varick, still much love. Varick says he disagrees <laughs> with me about the Western Division, I guess, in, in, in Prairie View. Uh, I'm Charles. And I mean, last year, I didn't think they were going to do as well. And I understand that's last year. Okay. But um, I, I, I just think there's still a team to watch in the Western Division. But if I'm wrong, Varick, if I'm wrong, Charles, We'll see at the end of the season. I'll have to come back and eat crow. I've, I've done it before, and I'll do it again perhaps in the future. But, Charles, um, as I pull up the, the iPad here, and uh, we'll get to the Western Division in, in, a, in a second. Well, I, what do you think, I, I Charles, about Prairie View? That up, Carlos. Antoine Riggins, the head coach at Prairie View, is a guy that that's on that's been on skates. You know, a lot of people felt like a t- uh, a change was needed. He he's had some really tough seasons there, but then you 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 look at what his teams have done lately. You know, you you feel like you know maybe that program's a little bit more solid footing because they had some really 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 rough years there at Prairie View. Um, you know, some bad losses Duly in the done. tournament, just not a lot of pitching. But Antoine Riggins has hung in. He stick to what he believes in, and his team is playing of late a lot better. And uh, maybe Prairie fans and administration feel better about the baseball program. But you know, knowing Coach Riggins like I like I did in interviewing him, I kind of fell for him because mm-hmm. it, it was really struggling to to get his team out of the hole. So I think a little bit more solid footing for for Preview, a lot more respectable than it than it has been in the previous years. I guess. Uh... Maybe very saying a one-year wonder. He says it's uh, they were a senior-laden team, and uh, Ralph says also with Grambling State um, a senior-laden team. But here is the predicted order finish in the Western Division: Southern University, ninety-eight points, eleven first-place votes; Grambling State, number two, eighty points, three first-place votes; Prairie View A&M, number three. 77 points, three first-place votes. Number four is Texas Southern, always dangerous to me. Coach Robs, uh, that's just me. Four, Texas Southern, 67 points, Arkansas Pine Bluff, fifth with 39 points, and Alcorn State bringing up the Rio with 38 points and two first-place votes. Now, just like Alabama A&M and Alcorn, how did they get first-place votes? <laughs> I, I mean, I, I, that's why maybe the media should have uh, a, a say so in the uh, predicted order finish. And, and, and I know the the goal is to be uh, objective, but come on, subjectiveness of uh, being subjective that it, it, it puts it, it it gathers its way in, in those predicted order finish. So at the end of the day, that's why it's played on the field. This, you know, it the particular order finish could be totally off at the end of the season. That's why you can always come back and look back at it and see yeah. how far or how closely the predictive order finish were. Did they get it smack on the head or it was a, a big difference? So we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, but and, that's the predictive just, order finish all- in the Western Division. Yeah, yeah, Carlos. I, just, I mean, you. You look at Alcorn, for example. I mean, you got Reginald Williams, who was hired very late in the process. He was hired in the fall, 
and I've talked with him a couple of times, and it was a struggle to even put a roster together. I mean, there was a point in the first month on the job where he didn't even – he may have had – they even had 20 players total. Didn't have a catcher. Um, and so, you know, he asked me, could I catch? I'm like, no, sir, I cannot catch. I have no eligibility left. Uh, so, wow. You know, so it's, I mean, so – but but this is what happens when you're hired late in the process. You have to play catch up, and I have to say, Coach Williams is very, uh, you know, fundamentally sound oriented. He believes in fundamentals, and so it's going to be a slow process for him uh, for Braves baseball. But as far as the order of finish is concerned, I mean, I think a lot of people wrote Southern off for dead last year. You know, c- coming off of uh, what Coach Jackson did in a slow start. But Southern is is the epitome of playing your best baseball when it matters the most, which was in the tournament. Um, and so, you know, Southern University came out of the woodwork to, to get it done. And, of course, I think you have to pick them again uh, to win it. You know, Grambling being picked uh, second with a, with, a, with a veteran ball club. You know, Coach Coop was working with the Yankee organization. Um, so a little bit of a change there. I'm sure they're going to go with what they have going into this season. Um, and then Texas Southern being picked fourth. I'm sure Coach Rob doesn't like that. But, you know, they didn't have a great year last year either. Um, so, you know, you just, you know, the West is, is going to be uh, something to watch. Can can Southern not feel themselves and be and know that everybody's coming after them? I think so. Um, but, you know, Prairie View, you know, the year they had last year, can they build on that? I think there are probably a lot more questions on the West than the East especially, you know, considering Southern University, considering Alcorn with a new coach, considering TSU, you just never know. Prairie View, you, you never know. And then, of course, no one's talking about UAPB. You talked about C- Coach James. And I, I joke with you and Coach James about this. When I think UAPB is going to make a run for the Roses, they let me down. And then when I say the heck with UAPB, they wind up pushing for the division. So that that may be one of the more unknown baseball teams in this conference, UAPB, because you never know what you're going to get out of them. Varick says, I disagree about PV, Carlos, Southern, Gremlin, and TSU. I would say Southern, <laughs> Prairie View, and TSU. But again, we shall see. We shall see. Charles, we're going to take another timeout. When you come back, we'll switch gears. I'm scheduled to talk with Coach Neil Weiner. He's a director of athletics and football coach at Dunham School, Dunham High School. Southern University was able to sign a, a student athlete from the Dunham School, and uh, we'll have a little bit of footage to put up for you. But first and foremost, we got to get Coach Weiner in. His name is Jordan Dupree, a wide receiver. And then coming up later in the show, of course, will be Coach Van Petaway. Uh, I simply call him the Coles Brown Show's swack slash basketball analyst. And then defensive coordinator, new defensive coordinator for Southern University, Coach Henry Miller. But, Charles, he's not a stranger, of course, to the Southwestern Athletic Conference, previously at Prairie View as a defensive coordinator, previously uh, coached under Pete Richardson at Southern University. So he's back, New Orleans native. Tim, let's take a time out. When I come back, you'll be watching more of the Coles Brown Show right here on the Black College Sports Network.
It's never too early to plant the seed, to share the tradition, and instill a sense of pride in your HBCU with your little ones. HBCU Pride and Joy Children's Boutique helps you share your school spirit with a wide selection of adorable kids' apparel and accessories officially licensed from your favorite HBCU. Visit HBCUPrideJoy.com and follow us on all social media at HBCUPrideJoy on Facebook and Twitter. This is the Dean of the College of HBCU Sports, Kenyatta Cavill of Dr. Cavill's Inside the HBCU Sports Lab with Mike Washington and Charles Bishop. Come mix it up in the lab where the course lecture is in session every Tuesday from 6 o'clock p.m. Central Standard Time on Facebook Live, YouTube Spreaker, or the BCSN app. As we discuss all things about the HBCU sports culture, including exploring the week that was in the sporting HBCU dashboard as well as the upcoming week of HBCU Sports. With me, the Dean, the College of HBCU Sports, on Dr. Cavill's Inside HBCU Sports Lab with Mike Washington and Charles Bishop. Course lecture dismissed. Are you hungry for authentic Caribbean food? Like jerk, chicken, oxtail, red snapper, shrimp, tofu, and rasta pasta? Well, find your way over to Mango's Caribbean Restaurant, 180 Auburn Avenue, right next to Royal Peacock in downtown Atlanta. Mango's Caribbean Restaurant, open daily from 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. And on Friday and Saturday, we're open till 4 a.m. Come to Mango's and put some spice in your life. Oh, we've got a Mango's Caribbean Restaurant, 180 Auburn Avenue, right next to Royal Peacock. In downtown Atlanta. For more info or directions, call 404-698-3992. Or log on to mangoscaribbeanrestaurant.com. For instant coupons, text M-A-N-G-O-S to 313131. Mango's Caribbean Restaurant. Authentic Caribbean cuisine. Charmin Ultra Soft has so much cushiony softness, it's hard for your family to remember. They can use less. Sweet pillows of softness. This is soft. Holy Charmin. Oh, excuse me. Roll it back, everybody. Sorry. Charmin Ultra Soft is so cushiony soft, you'll want more. But it's so absorbent, you can use less. So it's always worth it. Now, what did we learn about using less? You gotta roll it back, everybody. <laughs> we all go. Why not enjoy the go with Charmin? From novice to aficionado, find yourself here. High-quality cigars plus personal customer service. Slowburn is Waco's only mobile cigar lounge, featuring a meticulous curated collection of premium cigars. Visit our website, www.slowburnwaco.com. That's www.slowburnwaco.com. For 200 years, Montgomery, Alabama has been making history by people who had the courage to stand up for change. Today, this riverfront city has been reborn, embracing the past and looking forward to the future. From the National Memorial for Peace and Justice to the stage of the Alabama Shakespeare Festival, this is where history was and is made. We are proud to call Montgomery home, and together, we can be the change. Maureen is saving big holiday shopping at Amazon, so now she's free to become... Maureen the Marrier. Food is her love language, and she really loves her grandson. Like, really loves. 
Nope. Nope. Come on, him? Ooh, I like him. Quick, the quicker picker-upper. Bounty picks up messes quicker, and each sheet is two times more absorbent, so you can use less. He's an eight. He's a nine. Bounty, the quicker picker-upper. Oh, that spin class was brutal. Well, you can try using the Buick's massaging seat. Ooh, yeah, that's nice. Can I use Apple CarPlay to put some music on? Sure. It's wireless. Pick something we all like. Okay, hold on. What's your Buick's Wi-Fi password? Buick Envision 2021. Oh, you should pick something stronger that's really predictable. That's a really tight spot. Don't worry. I used to hate parallel parking. Me too. Hey. You really outdid yourself. Yes, we did. The all-new Buick Envision. An SUV built around you. All of you. The Cuvée Group is a Florida-based marketing and training consulting firm. We help businesses communicate to their target audience and engage them in conversation. We also help to expand their audiences, which will ultimately result in growth for those organizations. In addition to being a certified constant contact specialist, my colleagues and I are also certified in John Maxwell Leadership Principles. We use these proven principles to conduct workshops, training, and private coaching sessions for individuals and companies looking to take things to the next level. Contact us to schedule a free consultation. Issues today, don't delay. Call Cuvay. Since 2002, Empowerment Resources, Inc., a nonprofit organization, has empowered more than 1,500 youth and adults in Duval and surrounding counties. Through its programs, Journey into Womanhood, Girls Mentoring, Life Skills for Teens, and Parenting Education Coaching. To get involved with programs, volunteer, or donate, visit www.empowermentresourcesinc.org. Follow us on social media, facebook.com forward slash empowerment.resources and instagram.com forward slash empowermentjax. Supermarket sushi, really? No. Wait, Troy, you work here? I'm never not working. Like head and shoulder scalp shield technology, up to 100% dandruff protection, even between washes. Never not working, huh? Oh, Troy, you're such a good teacher. Yeah, I know. <laughs> never not working. Never not working. Never ever not working. Are you serious? Never not working. Dandruff protection that's never not working. Head and shoulder scalp shield technology. edition of the Coles Brown Show right here on the Black College Sports Network. Yours truly, Coles Brown, Charles Edmund of the Allport State Radio Network, and the first guest of today's show. He's the athletic director, head football coach of Dunham School, Coach Neil Weiner. Coach, uh, good morning to you. Appreciate the time. Hey, thanks, Carlos. I really, uh, I'm, I feel honored to be on the show and to be able to talk about one of our kids, and uh, we're excited about him attending Southern University. Well, that student athlete is uh, Jordan Dupree. 
Coach, before we get into the athletic ability, the person, the student, Jordan Dupree. Tell us a little bit about him. Yeah, Jordan has, uh, has been a young man that for four years has really taken a lot of pride in how hard he works, uh, really trying to perfect his craft as a receiver. Um, you know, he's always had uh, great, you know, quickness, uh, great agility, uh, but he's really turned that ability into being a, a very dangerous wide receiver. Um, you know, when, when, uh, when, it, when it comes to hard work, uh, there's really not many people that, uh, that are more excited about putting in that extra time uh, really to be the best they can be. Jordan works extremely hard in the weight room. He's been one of the strongest kids we've had. And, you know, you don't typically have a wide receiver being one of your leaders in the weight room. But, uh, but Jordan has been that kind of athlete and been that kind of young man for the four years that we've gotten to coach him. Speaking with Coach Neil Weiner, head football coach, director of athletics at Dunham School. Um, his recruiting process, Coach, um, some of the uh, – how did that process go? It was an interesting story I would like for you to share with uh, the audience. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, last spring – uh, John Simon, uh, for the former uh, Southern Lab Kitten, uh, you know, was coaching at, at Memphis. And, uh, you know, he called me probably about a year ago this time and uh, said they wanted to offer Jordan. And, uh, and so they did. So, you know, he got an, an early D1 offer from Memphis. Uh, then in June, uh, going to football camps, uh, New Mexico and uh, Arkansas State University, two other Division One schools, you know, offered him scholarships, um, you know, through that process, obviously, you know, when, once you start getting a couple of offers, then some of the bigger schools start to take notice and, and they start those conversations with you. And, you know, for Jordan, I think he had some, some larger schools that were talking to him, telling him, you know, hey, you're on our board. We're going to keep evaluating. We've got some other offers out there. And if the opportunity uh, comes available to offer, you know, we will. And so because of that, um, you know, Jordan, uh, you know, played as hard as he could his senior year. And, and uh, for those that are watching uh, right now, you can see his highlights. I mean, uh, he did a fantastic job for us. Um, but some of those other schools, those bigger schools that were talking to him, you know, they, they didn't end up coming through with offers. And so when, uh, when it was time to, to you know, really kind of start looking at those uh, smaller Division One schools that did make the offers, um, you know, they had already started getting their, their commitments lined up for that early signing period. And so, um, so we, we started to get to work on trying to find schools that, that had wide receiver spots open. And um, I think what's difficult for these uh, class of 2022 kids, uh, and it'll be the same thing for next year for sure, is the mm -hmm. transfer portal uh, really has eliminated so many scholarship opportunities for great high school football players. Um, you know, there's there's part that you can't blame a college coach and a college program saying, hey, I want to we got to win now. You know, co coaches are getting fired after, you know, two and three years. So, so there's they, there's got to be a sense of urgency. So they want to find, you know, some grown men, some 20 and 21 year olds that are ready to go right now and they don't have to develop. So I get that. Uh, the problem is in about five years, there's not going to be as many, you know, high school kids going to college that need that development. And um, those guys that have relied solely on the transfer portal, uh, they're going to be hurting because there's not going to be as many kids out there available to transfer. So uh, we were excited uh, when Coach Dooley called 
um, a couple weeks back and said that uh, that they were excited about Jordan and they, and they wanted to know what he what his status was before signing date. And uh, when they found out that uh, he was still you know open for recruitment, uh, they came through with the offer and man, we're just so excited. Coach, you talked about uh, Jordan in the, in the weight room, but specifically on the field, he was a slot receiver, uh, as you saw on the, on the footage um, in the special teams. Where do you see him fitting in at Southern University? Is it definitely going to be at, at that slot, slot receiver position? I think so. I think that's what uh, Coach Dooley had, had talked about uh, when we had that conversation. You know, Jordan – and a little five-yard box is really, really hard to handle. And so when you've got teams that are able to let those guys run those option routes where they can set up a defender and you can you have to bump a linebacker out to cover, uh, he's going to be really dangerous in the slot uh, uh, for Southern and, and what they're going to do on offense. You know, for us at the high school level, uh, you know, when you're a good receiver, you can play inside or outside. And so Jordan was able to be a weapon for us on the outside just as, just as equally, you know, uh, as well on the inside. But – yeah, at the next level, um, he'll be a slot guy, and, and he'll be a, a matchup nightmare for those linebackers that have to get out there and cover in space. Coach Weiner, you, you previously, when we, we talked, when we set up this uh, interview, um, what what um, Jordan meant to the team this year as far as helping them out, had a big win over uh, over Southern Lab. But uh, talk about back to his, his work ethic, because you mentioned – uh, some other uh, players that you had come through the program. One is probably going to be a high pick in the NFL draft coming up. But, uh, again, that, that work ethic, how important is that uh, for him and what it meant to, to your, your football team this past season? Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, it's the old old saying, hard work beats talent when talent won't work hard. And, uh you know, when, you, when you've got the talent and the work ethic, that's what takes you to the next level. And, and, and that's what we've seen with other players that we've been very fortunate to coach at Dunham and, and other places as well. Uh, and that's certainly the case with, with Jordan. He, he does have talent, uh, but he puts in the work. You know, he's been working, uh, you know, been, been doing the seven-on-seven circuit with uh, Ken Anyo and, F, uh, you know, F3 Elite. Uh, he's been working with them for, for several years now. And, and you can see that translate onto the field. Uh, when he comes back and, you know, plays within our system, you know, in, in our weight room, uh, we've got big giant boards that we've got for our award winners in the weight room. We have a little contest where we test our kids at the end of the summer. We call it the top tire competition. And, and Jordan, as a junior, actually won the competition. Um, his his score is one of the top five highest scores that we've had since we've been at Dunham doing that. And, you know, that includes Mike Williams, you know, who, who played played at Dunham for us and then uh, signed with Texas and, you know, was a, was a great player here in the area with the uh, with South Baton Rouge Rams and youth football and then was at Redemptress and then Redemptress closed down. He came over to Dunham and, uh, you know, was a fantastic athlete. And then obviously Derek Stingley, it's an exciting time for him. Is, you know, the draft is coming up and, uh, you know, he's, he's a lock to be a first-round draft pick. And, uh, you know, Derek had incredible scores. And, uh, you know, Jordan's, Jordan's numbers are right up there with those guys. And so it, that's really a credit just how hard he works because, you know, those guys are uh, bigger than Jordan. Jordan's not small, but, you know, those guys were just bigger built guys. Uh, and that's how hard Jordan has worked in the weight room uh, that he can put up similar numbers as those guys. 
Coach, your, your football program has done very well. Um, as we often talk about football is an all-year program, uh, how about going to this fall season, 2022, high expectations for, for the Dunham School? Yeah, we, I mean, we, we expect a lot from ourselves. You know, we, we, we're not concerned about what other people put on us, but uh, we're going to push ourselves to, to beat, you know, what we did yesterday today. And uh, we're going to keep getting better every opportunity we get. And so we, we had a, we had a fun season this year, obviously, uh, you know, only one team gets to win their last game of the season. Uh, that was St. Charles Catholic in our division. And, and we had a hard fought game with them in the quarterfinals and they went on to beat um, Lafayette Christian in the state championship game. Um, you know, this year we, we did, we did, uh, play really well and had a great high school football game with Southern lab. Um, you know, they're extremely well coached and, and very talented. And, uh, it was an overtime game. Jordan actually made a huge catch on a fourth and 13 while we were down, um, and caught it in traffic. You know, the corner was trailing him. the safety came up to put a hit on him and quarterback made a great throw, but Jordan made the tough catch in traffic and allowed us to score on the very next play. Uh, and that was a huge, huge win for our program and for him. And so, you know, this year we'll, we'll open up with Parkview Baptist, which is a, which is a bigger school, uh, but we've been playing them the last couple of years, and that's been some good contests. We'll play 5A Live Oak, um, and then we'll also have uh, Ascension Catholic, who's got a very talented team in the same, same district, our same division as Southern Lab, and then we'll play Southern Lab again. Uh, it was such a well-played game. Uh, both teams very disciplined. Um, you know, just just good sportsmanship. It was just a great high school football game. Um, and so Coach Asbury wanted to continue that uh, moving forward. So we'll play them as well. And then, uh, you know, we're looking forward to what, what we do in the playoffs. We we keep knocking on the door. We You know, we've lost to the state champion uh, the last, I think, golly, I think the last four years. So that, that, that makes it tough when, uh, you know, you're losing to the team that wins it. I guess it makes you feel a little better, but uh, but we're ready to start winning those games in that semifinal round and get the, back to the state championship. Right at the door, just have to kick it in, and, and maybe this year will will be, be the year. Well, Coach Weiner, I appreciate the time. Uh, look forward to talking with you again. And then Jordan Dupree now signs with Southern University. So we're looking forward to seeing uh, him on the bluff. And he's already had a great time at A.W. Mumford Stadium with that game with, with Southern Lab. So uh, glad to have him uh, with the Jaguar Nation. Uh, yeah, Coach, we're, we're... Go ahead. I was just going to say we're we're just we're excited about some of the changes that Southern is making, uh, bringing Coach Dooley back. Just such a class act. We've gotten to know him really well over the last 25 years of coaching, uh, and then Coach Sean Wallace. Sean wa- was an assistant on our staff here at Dunham for for four seasons, and such a, a huge blessing, uh, not just to me but to our kids. And what a great influence, and and what a great ambassador for Southern. Now, uh, I know he was. He was he was a wild man on the field uh, in the 90s with Southern, and uh, he's still a wild man on the sideline. Uh, but, uh, but, man, what, what a great dad, what a great husband, and uh, what a great ambassador for Southern football. So we're excited uh, to watch watch the Jags. Yeah. Well, I, I called him Coach the Bad Boy, but he matured and uh, outstanding, <laughs> outstanding right. guy. And I tell you what, it, you will, one word, passion. So can't 
Wait, yep. look forward Absolutely. to seeing them on the sideline. Coach, have a great rest of your weekend, and uh, we'll talk again real soon. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you. That was Coach Neil Weiner, head football coach at the Dunham School, uh, Jordan Dupree. He's uh, He signed with Southern University, and uh, – Hey, Charles, it was interesting. He, he talked about the transfer of portal. Um, everyone has talked about it. And, and, and it's something he said in five years, because you have to win and win now. I understand that because Charles Edmund will be one of the main ones who will be ready to fire somebody if, 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 <laughs> they, don't, <laughs> if, if they don't win. But, but, but I, I know I'm just joking. Um, but Charles, I think you just have to have balance on that. You know, it, it's still high school, JUCO, in the transfer portal. And as Coach Dooley said last week, you kind of got to mix and match. I wouldn't put all of everything in the transfer portal, but we look at one school this past year, Alabama and them. How many players did they sign from the transfer portal? So – Hey, with that many goodness, you you got to win quickly. Uh, yeah, you do. Um, and with the amount of pressure that's on these coaches now, and and I get it, these coaches are making more money now than they ever have. And so, with with the amount of money being paid out, the more pressure, and that's to be expected. You know, that's why there's so much pressure on Nick Saban every year. There's going to be a lot of pressure on Brian Kelly making $10 million a year at LSU. There is no two-year window. He's got to get it done right now. And if you trickle it down to the SWAC, I mean, look at how many SWAC coaches are making $300,000 plus a year. Who would have thought that 10 years ago? So there is pressure all across the board in football at all levels, from high school, JUCO, um, you know, Division Two, Division Three. FBS, FCS, there's pressure because of the amount of money these coaches are making. So I, I get it. Um, but sometimes, yeah, but I know that will be hard for me. It's easier for me to say it now because I'm not in that position. When you got boosters and alums down your neck, I know that will probably be hard for me to say that and actually stick with it. But, you know, you have to stick with your convictions somewhat to where you got to give this thing time. And I just feel for the high school kids right now. I really do because mm-hmm. – the, the portal is keeping a lot of these good uh, senior high school kids from going to that next level because these coaches want to get these these kids from the transfer portal. And these coaches are, are saying, and they're not even hiding it, I'm saving some of my scholarships from, for kids in the portal. And, and you, you know, these coaches are pretty much saying that. But, you know, I, I do think over a period of years, I don't think it's going to happen today or tomorrow, I think over a period of years it's going to flip back because I think the NCAA is going to slow this train down just a little bit. Nick Saban said in, in a recent article, and you sent it to me, I think there's going to be some dead periods in which you can't transfer and all. I think that's going to all that's all going to come to a head at some point in time, more so sooner than later. Well, yeah, and just talking to some people, they they could go for that, you know, have a certain period where you'll be able to transfer us. Other people I talked to said, well, you know, if a kid, student athlete's not happy, you know, and he's not playing. Why? Why should he have to stay? So it with the NCAA, it's going to be a lot of as far as the enforcement issues. Um, you're also seeing some conversation now about uh, NIL and, and, and the enforcement of, of that. 
So, uh, Charles, again, if you are doing what you're supposed to do, dot the I's, cross the T's, and you always do the right thing, you should be okay. Because the NCAA, you know, like with the APR, who did they come after first? The schools that didn't have the resources like others, fair or unfair. So uh, it, it'll be interesting to see how everything pans out. Um, Southern University women defeated Alabama and them 65 to uh, 58 uh, last uh, Saturday. And then they lost to Alabama State 61 to uh, 58. And, you know, that, that's a tough loss because you've got to win out at home. You can't really afford too many losses at home. But uh, 61 to 58, they were outscored in the third quarter by 16 to 9. And then they were outscored by 4, 20 to 16 in the fourth quarter. So, uh, to me, an unexpected loss. But then if you look at Coach Frieda Jackson and the history between Southern and Alabama State, They've always been tough games, but um, yeah, didn't see that one coming. Kind of, you know, disappointed. But uh, on the women's side, they, you know, at home they went one and one, Charles, and you know that that that's tough. That's tough. It is when you're when you're near the top of the league and other teams are, are kind of nipping at your heels. You know, you you've got to take care of business at home, and uh, you know there we have seen. You know, in the early part of the season where you had over a two-week period, 12 road teams, you know, win uh, in, in the conference first couple of weeks of the season. I kind of kept up with that first couple of weeks. And yet, this is tough. I mean, this whack this just shows you, Carlos, how tough this conference is, where if you don't bring your A game, especially at home, and there's a tendency to let up at home. Landon Bussey's talked about it, how, you know, you're a little more relaxed at home. On the road, it's a little bit different. You have more control over your itinerary and your players. But at home, you can't slip. And when you have a race as tight as this, on the women's side especially, uh, with Jackson State playing as well as they're playing, and they're getting tested a little bit, though. And so can they Can they keep it? Can they keep that going, um, you know, trying to remain undefeated in, in conference play? They're being challenged just a little bit, which is what you would expect because human nature says you can take your foot off the gas a little bit. And I'm not saying Jackson State's doing that. But, you know, Southern, that's a loss that they can't afford to have if they want to even sniff a regular season championship. They can't afford to lose games at home. Well, let's just be honest. On the women's side, it's basically number one is settled to me. Uh, unless they just fall completely off the track, it's Jackson State. On the rest of the conference race, there's a battle for two, three, and four. And so, to your point, Southern University cannot afford – to uh, lose at home like that, you know, it, 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 it is always tough on uh, the road as far as, you know, winning in this conference. So if you, 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 you've got to take care of business at home and then, you know, try to split on the road, on the men's side quickly, uh, Southern university, a nine point victory over Alabama and them 73 to 64. And this Southern men's basketball team, consistency basically is what I've seen from the Jaguars basketball team. Of course, they had a, you know, a, a hiccup on the road against Alcorn 
and then Graham and State. But other than that, been very, very consistent. And then um, Monday night, a 14-point victory, 72-58 over Alabama State. With that win, 14-9 overall, 8-2 in the conference. Terrell Williams led the way, Jr., with 17 uh, points. So, once again, consistency. When it's, when it's all said and done, I think Southern men's basketball team, you're looking at being uh, winning the regular season, is, is very in the grasp. But, hey, they got to go in that Texas two-step. Uh, this weekend, Saturday and Monday. But um, first, second, that's where I see Southern men's basketball team uh, uh, finishing. Yeah, I mean, and that was a big win by Southern University's men over Bama State because I think Bama State pulled off one of the bigger upsets in the conference by beating Grambling, who was one of the hottest teams in the conference. That was probably Mo Williams' biggest win in conference that he's had since he's been there. That was a shocker to us, say the least. You know, Grambling came to Alcorn and, and, and beat the Braves, and then they go home, and then they wind up stumbling. So that was a huge loss by Grambling. Um, you know, clearly right now, I mean, look, with the schedule being different, you know, we're used to playing, we're used to seeing these games which you're seeing each other twice. Some of these teams, you're only playing them one time, you only got one shot at the apple. You only got one bite at it. And so now you're going to be doing a little scoreboard watching. If you've lost to that team and they're right there with you near the top, you only play them one time. If you lose, then you lose out on the tiebreaker. So now you're going to do some scoreboard watching. There's seven games left. Still a lot can happen. you got to take care of your own business. But, you know, those teams at the top, I mean, and I look at Alcorn's schedule. We're, we're, we got a little bit more easier schedule in terms of the teams that we have left. you got Valley near the bottom. you got Pine Bluff near, near the bottom. But that Texas trip's going to be tough for us. And then you have one of the hottest teams in the league in FAMU coming in on Monday. So things are going to change, I think, you know, if you want to stay near the top of the conference. Yeah. And for Southern, they got Grant, they got Prairie View, Texas Southern. And then next Saturday, Grambling. And then, of course, they've got FAMU and Bethune-Cookman uh, coming in. And then they end it with the Alabama swing. Boy, usually it's, it, it's the Texas two-step every other year, starting the beginning. Then at the end, so um, you can't take a you can't take a night off, you can't take an afternoon off, and uh, this race no. will go down to to to, to the last week, and uh, we'll we'll see how it happens. Charles, I know you have to run, but uh, appreciate the time. As always, we'll talk again next week. Continue to be safe. Thank you, Carlos. I appreciate it. Talk to you soon. All right, we're gonna take a time out. I'm gonna visit. We're going to talk some more Southwestern Athletic Conference basketball from the basketball analyst, Coach Van Petaway. He comes up next. You're watching the Carlos Brown Show on the Black College Sports Network. It's never too early to plant the seed, to share the tradition, and instill a sense of pride in your HBCU with your little ones. HBCU Pride and Joy Children's Boutique helps you share your school spirit with a wide selection of adorable kids' apparel and accessories officially licensed from your favorite HBCU. Visit HBCUPrideJoy.com and follow us on all social media at HBCUPrideJoy on Facebook and Twitter. This is the Dean of the College of HBCU Sports, Kenyatta Cavill of Dr. Cavill's Inside the HBCU Sports Lab with Mike Washington and Charles Bishop. Come mix it up in the lab where the course lecture is in session every Tuesday from 6 o'clock p.m. Central Standard Time 
on Facebook Live, YouTube, Spreaker, or the BCSN app as we discuss all things about the HBCU sports culture, including exploring the week that was in the Sporting HBCU Dasher, as well as the upcoming week of HBCU sports. With me, the Dean, the College of HBCU Sports, on Dr. Cavill's Inside HBCU Sports Lab with Mike Watson and Charles Bishop. Course lecture dismissed. Are you hungry for authentic Caribbean food? Like jerk chicken, oxtail, red snapper, shrimp, tofu, and rasta pasta? Well, find your way over to Mango's Caribbean Restaurant, 180 Auburn Avenue, right next to Royal Peacock in downtown Atlanta. Mango's Caribbean Restaurant, open daily from 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. And on Friday and Saturday, we're open till 4 a.m. Come to Mango's and put some spice in your life. Mango's Caribbean Restaurant, 180 Auburn Avenue, right next to Royal Peacock. In downtown Atlanta. For more info or directions, call 404-698-3992. Or log on to mangoscaribbeanrestaurant.com. For instant coupons, text M-A-N-G-O-S to 313131. Mango's Caribbean Restaurant. Authentic Caribbean cuisine. Charmin Ultra Soft has so much cushiony softness, it's hard for your family to remember. They can use less. Sweet pillars of softness. This is soft. Holy Charmin. Oh, excuse me. Roll it back, everybody. Sorry. Charmin Ultra Soft is so cushiony soft, you'll want more. But it's so absorbent, you can use less. So it's always worth it. Now, what did we learn about using less? You gotta roll. Everybody, <laughs> we all go. Why not enjoy the go with Charmin? From Brown Show right here on the Black College Sports Network. Joined now by the Coles Brown Show's basketball analyst, Coach Van Pedaway. Coach, good afternoon to you. Hey, good afternoon, Carlos. I'm happy to be here. Uh, you know, as a coach, you, you got to have a, uh, a game plan. Then you better have one in case that doesn't work. So I'm on, I'm on game plan B right now. Internet was not working in the house, but it's it's working in the in the truck. It's about making adjustments, huh? And sometimes you can't wait oh, to yeah. have time, Coach. Yep, that's right. That's right. Glad to have you, Coach. Uh, this Southwestern Athletic Conference race it's uh, it's it, it's winding down somewhat on, on, on the women's side. Just want to kind of get your take on. Uh, the race as it is, we have a clear, I guess, number one team, but position two, three, and four, and five, you get my drift, their positioning right. for, for seating purposes. Talk a little bit about that. Right. Well, I think you got about seven teams that are going to be fighting for number two. 
I don't think anybody's going to catch Jackson State. I think they're they're playing with a lot of confidence. Um, they've got a great team. Uh, they're well coached. I just don't I just don't see anybody catching them. I don't see Jackson unless unless the virus raises his ugly head and takes out a few of their their, their better players. I don't see anybody catching them. But there's a dogfight for those other positions, and I think uh, it's going to make for a great ending because every game is going to count, and you you got to be on your game every time you step on the floor. So I think the other it teams is. that they have an opportunity and they should take advantage of it because everybody should be fighting to get that number two seed so you can get away from Jackson State. You don't have to see them until the championship game. And in a championship game, anything can happen. Case in point, Southern University uh, lost at home to Alabama State, sixty-one to fifty-eight, and, and we, right. we've talked about it already, Coach. Those, those are the type of games that at home you, you can't afford. You can't afford to slip up at, at home, right? Um, and that, right, and that you know that was on the women's side. You had the same thing that happened on the men's side, but you gotta you gotta protect your home court. If you want to have an opportunity uh, to, number one, have a successful season, have an opportunity to win a championship, you got to protect home. You got to take care of home first. So you, you cannot afford to slip up because it's too treacherous out on the road in this way. I would agree. We're visiting with uh, Coach Van Petaway here on the Coles Brown Show. So Jackson State, Coach, 11-0. and zero. Uh in the conference, Southern eight and three, Grandma State seven and four, seven and four, Alabama State, Pine Bluff six and five, Prairie View and them six and five, Texas Southern six and five. You, you, you get my drift. Um, and Alabama and them six and five. See, all of them bunched up right there together, and one bad weekend, and you can go from second down to eighth. <sighs> you have to be careful. Yep. Yeah, that's pressure. You want some pressure? That that's pressure on the women right now. On the women's side, they they got to be ready to ball every weekend from here on out. Coach, would it be fair to say there's pressure on uh, on those teams that are clumped together? Um, but man, I, I, would I be off base if I said? Maybe Southern University is going to probably feel the pressure more so, and, and maybe. It's because of that that loss to Alabama State at home, or, or I'm way off base. No, you're not off base. In fact, this is what's happening. They are the hunted because they they got that second seed. They they got the crown. They got they got the carrot that the other teams want. Everybody wants that number two seed. I'm I'm not saying that they've conceded the, the race to Jackson State, but with only about seven or eight games left and the lead that they have, I just don't see them collapsing at this point. So to me, the big race is to go after that second seed. And right now Southern holds that with a one game lead. And that's going to be tough for them uh, to hold on to, especially with the fact that they lost at home. So you've already given up one of your home games. So now you got to go, you got to turn around and, and, and what coach Funches has to do now, he got to go get one on the road. He got to take a game on the road that he, when he first looked at that schedule, you know, he put a question mark by it. Well, now that needs to become an exclamation point. That's got to be an emphasized game on the road that he's got to take back.
to make up for that loss that he had on the, at home. And, you know, today, well, this weekend, Saturday and Monday, they're in the, the difficult Texas two-step. Now, they've had right. success. I, I think against Prairie View, you know, since Coach Pugh has been at Prairie View, I, I want to say Southern women has only lost one time. Um, but you can't take that for granted. Going to Prairie View, I, I, I'm sure she's right. going to have her team ready and fired up. And then Monday, Texas Southern, which they defeated once, but, it, you know, it wasn't an easy game by any stretch of the imagination. And then Grandma State, who at the F.G. Wow. Clark Activity Center. So, yeah, if, if they could get a split yep. or win two on the road, that would help Southern women's basketball team considerably. Well, I think now he's got to – I think he's got to have a sweep. You got to make up for that loss at home. Mm-hmm. So this is a very crucial weekend, and when you look at it, he's coming off a loss, uh, and then Prairie View has won two in a row. So that that Texas Southern game is very vital. They got he's got to win them both. And and we switch to the men's side. Hey, it, 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 it it's it's tight there. Um, Southern, right. and of I course. think the, the the surprise to me, Carlos, was Grandma mm-hmm. losing at home. Grandma losing to Bama State. I, I going into the weekend, I did not pick pick Grandma losing at home. And to be honest, they beat Alabama and them, but they didn't play well. That was a very low scoring mm. game, and uh, Grandma just didn't play well. So Grandma might be in trouble. They they got to regroup. They got to regroup going down the stretch because they were a team that I had picked to to, uh, to finish toward the top. But they're not playing well right now. And boy, that that loss, they would they would be tied with Southern right now if they wouldn't have lost that last their last home game. Um, Southern yeah. nine and two on a three game winning streak. Texas Southern, you know, now you look, they're pretty hot on a five game winning streak. Right. They're eight and three in conference. FAMU eight and three. Grambling State eight and three. <laughs> Alcorn eight and three. And then Alabama five and six. Jackson State four and seven. But if you look at it. Nine two Southern in a game behind Texas Southern, FAMU, Grambling, and Alcorn. Right, and and see that that makes for a great race going down the stretch on the men's side also, and and really, they they still everybody has still has a, a chance to win the championship because at eight and three, you're only one game out, and if you still got Southern on your schedule, you got a chance of improving yourself. So. Every night here on out on the men's side, uh, one through five, they got to be ready to play. They have to be ready to play. Coach, let me ask you about – This is going to be a crucial weekend for Southern because they're, yeah. they're playing the two Texas schools. You know, they, they're the leader, and they're playing the second-ranked second team. And then, of course, Prairie View, you never know what's going to happen out there in the Baby Dome. So they got to be ready to play. Those that's going to be two tough games for them. They need them both in order to to uh, to get some separation. Now, what if they split? We always say they split. Now, I understand what you're saying. They need two, but if, <laughs> what happens if they split? How how well, damaging you'll, you'll, is it? You'll take you'll take the split. You'll take the split. But 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 to separate yourself, if you want to be a true champion, he needs to take them both. And I think I know Coach Woods knows that. Yeah, I think he's gonna have his kids ready to play, and I look forward to uh, 
to everybody having a, a, a good weekend. You just got to be ready to play. See, there's no that? time left for mistakes. There's no time left for mistakes. And they, these teams have to be ready to play. He's got to start out today with Prairie View. They got to jump out on Prairie View early so that they, uh, Prairie View won't have any thoughts of an upset. They got to go get Prairie View. And then you save some energy so you'll be ready for Texas Southern on Monday. Well, so speaking you of Texas Southern, right, I understand. Speaking of uh, Texas Southern, Grandma State and Texas Southern, um, 3.30 p.m. on NBA TV. I enjoyed um, last week's ball game. We oh, yeah. You and Texas Southern and uh, NBA TV, I, just the quality of it. Uh, Santoria Black and Tali uh, Carr uh, was on the car. Uh, on the call, FAMU's MJ Randolph currently leads the league in scoring in conference play, 19.7 points a game. Tell me about him, Coach Petaway, MJ Randolph. I, I've seen him a couple of times. Your thoughts on him? I I like his game. He he can get it done. He can score on all three levels. Uh, he's a very exciting player, and I agree with you. Last week was, I think, a great uh, weekend for the SWAC. Uh, I think Centurion did an outstanding job on the broadcast, bringing it home to us. And uh, it was a good basketball game. It made the swag look good. And uh, I, I look forward to great uh, another great contest this afternoon. But but Randolph can play. He can get it done. He can get it done. And you see why he's leading the conference, because he can hurt you in so, so many different ways. And, and when he came to Alabama A&M, when he came to Alabama A&M, um, he didn't have a great shooting night, but he went to the free throw line. He made up his points from the from the free throw line because he was fouled a lot in that basketball game. So you, if you foul him, he's gonna get get his points. If you play off of him, he he will drill it. Uh, if you get up on him, he can go by you. So he can get it done in all three phases of the game on the offensive end. scoring 19.7. Uh, Coach, the game of the week, in your opinion, I mean, they're all important. They're all important. Um, on the women's side, you know, you, you, oh, oh. even if you want to pick Saturday or if, or if the game you pick is Monday, you, you can say that as well. Okay. On, on, on the women's side, let's see here. I think it's going to be crucial for those teams that are chasing Jackson State to be close. I, I really like, I really like the Gramlin and Texas Southern game for the, on the women. I, I think that's going to be a big game. Uh, if 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 Texas Southern wants to be in the running, they got to come out and play. Uh, Southern and Prairie View is an, would be another good matchup today. So mm-hmm. out of the two. I'll take that Southern Prairie View game. I, I, I think uh, Coach Funches needs to make a statement by winning at Prairie View today, and that'll be my game on, on, the, on the women's side. Yeah, on the men's side. On the, on the, on the men's side, I think the Gramlin, Gramlin Texas Southern to me would be the, the best matchup. Uh, mm-hmm. Those are two teams that have a lot to play for this afternoon. They're, they're on television. It's a great recruiting tool. 
that will be the big matchup for me today. And you know, the, the way it could potentially fall, you could have a, a, a log jam at first. Yep. Yep. That's and, what and I'm saying. You that's still, that's... And you still could have, you know, for <laughs> time for second, you still could have a, a, a few teams in, in second place. Yeah, Grandma State, Texas Southern, it, Southern Prairie View. Yeah, it's been a while on the men's side since you've seen a log jam this late in the year, and 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 this is that's good for the conference. It's good for the teams because every game matters. So everybody has to have. You got to be ready to play. You got to be ready to execute. You, you're absolutely right. And uh, the schedule for today, uh, women and men. Bethune-Cookman at Alcorn State, Grambling State at Texas Southern, Mississippi Valley State at Alabama A&M, Arkansas Pine Bluff at Alabama State, and Southern at Prairie View. Then Monday night, Arkansas Pine Bluff at Alabama A&M, FAMU at Alcorn State. That's going to be a good one. Bethune-Cookman at Jackson State, Grambling State at Prairie View, Southern at Texas Southern, and Mississippi Valley State at Alabama State. So, Coach, Monday, after Monday, Tuesday morning, the story will be yep. uh, it, we will know it, how it has changed uh in, in, in as far as the standings. Right. I think the picture will be a little bit clearer comes Tuesday morning. So this is a uh, very crucial weekend, Saturday and Monday. You gotta be ready to play. You gotta stay away from injuries and you gotta have consistency. Coach, I'm going to switch gears a little bit. It's still basketball, but i, I, I got to get your thoughts on this. The NBA trade line. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the deadline just passed. And uh, Simmons is not at Philadelphia anymore. He's at the Nets. James Harden is at, <laughs> at the Philadelphia 76ers. My team, the Heat, still in first place. Although Milwaukee is, it, it, it's maybe a half, a game and a half separating the top four teams in the East. The Lakers are struggling. Coach Phoenix is still the best in Golden State. What a wild day in the NBA this past right, Sunday. I think, uh, right, I think on, on trade day, I think the two teams themselves was Philadelphia and the Nets. I, I think the trade is going to help both teams. But I think it gives Philadelphia a leg up. I think the addition of Harding with MB, now you got a guy on the perimeter that can't be stopped and one in the paint that can't be That is one in the paint. Mm-hmm. They cannot be stopped. And I, I think that just gives them more balance. They've got better balance now. And with Ben Simmons going over to the Nets on the games that Kyrie and Durant are playing, they're going to get more shots because he's not looking to shoot. So the, sh- the shots that, that Harden was taking, they're not going to be distributed between Durant and, and Kyrie. And he will make the other players around him better because those guys know all they got to do is get open and Simmons look fine. And then all he has to do is take his game to the low post. If he takes his game to the low post, he can still facilitate. He can still find his cutters. He can do all the things that he needs to do to help make Philadelphia a good team. Interesting. And then out west, 
I think the Lakers hurt themselves by not making moves. That team is too old. They've already shown that during the course of the year. I don't expect them to go anywhere. But right now, I think Phoenix is playing well out west. And that would be the team that I think is going to come out uh, of the west. I think Phoenix has a lock on it. In the east, I think your Heat, Milwaukee, and now Philadelphia, between those three, it's going to be a tough road. It's going to be tough down the stretch. Yeah, and, and, and one of the things that I guess I, I can be proud of uh, with, with the Miami Heat, they, they had injuries, you know, at, you know, with Bam, with Jimmy Butler. Hero had been injured a little bit, but you didn't see a big drop-off, and they stayed together, right. and they're still winning. And, you know, hey, it, 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 it's going to be tough, but in the East, it, it's just a war. You know, right. really – Go ahead, Coach. Carlos, I, I think the thing is that has helped Miami all year long, they've had several people to make contributions. They didn't rely on one or two people. See, it's been a team concept. So when one of them is not – so it's, an injury is just like a guy having an off night. Because if, mm-hmm. if, if, you, if you're spreading the basketball around, if you're spreading the wealth around, then when you lose somebody, let's say that guy's in foul trouble, the team is used to it. They're used to other guys making contributions every night. So when one is not having a good night, that means that there's more opportunities for somebody else. And they've been taking advantage of that. And I think that's one of the reasons why they've been so successful. And it all starts on the defensive end where I think they put a lot of a lot of energy and a lot of effort into the defensive side of the ball. And that's why Miami, in my opinion, has been successful. And, of course, their coach, you know, he doesn't get a lot of credit. Uh, Coach Folster, he he's yep. he just gets it he just gets it done and uh, yep. Jimmy Bu- Jimmy Butler was a great fit you know when they talk about the Heat culture you know right in shape um, they it's a team toughness. concept yeah tough there you go Coach toughness tough. so yep. Um, yep. it'll be it, it'll be interesting to see how all of this uh, winds down but. Uh, I still say Milwaukee, you know, hey, they defend the champions until they someone defeats them. But um, I just kind of wanted to get your opinion on the trade deadline and some of the moves uh, that were made. Uh, Coach, any closing comments on, on uh, the Southwestern Athletic Conference or basketball well, in yeah, general? I'm, I'm, right. I, I think it's been a it, – so far it's been a great season. I think we're seeing some uh, great atmospheres. I I like the fact that the crowds are coming back in most places. Some of the places still haven't picked up. But uh, I'm looking forward to the race coming down the stretch. This is a big, big weekend for a lot of teams, and everybody has to be at their best. Yeah. Well, you can't afford to slip up. And so it, it it makes for an exciting race coach appreciate the time as always continue to uh to be safe and, and be blessed all right thank you carlos uh everybody be blessed and be safe thank you god bless okay thank you coach we're gonna take a quick time out gotta talk with coach henry miller next help him get on the broadcast you're watching the carlos brown show on the black college sports network from novice to aficionado Find yourself here. High quality cigars plus personal customer service. 
Slow Burn is Waco's only mobile cigar lounge, featuring a meticulous curated collection of premium cigars. Visit our website, www.slowburnwaco.com. That's www.slowburnwaco.com. For 200 years, Montgomery, Alabama has been making history by people who had the courage to stand up for change. Today, this riverfront city has been reborn, embracing the past and looking forward to the future. From the National Memorial for Peace and Justice to the stage of the Alabama Shakespeare Festival, this is where history was and is made. We are proud to call Montgomery home, and together, we can be the change. Maureen is saving big holiday shopping at Amazon, so now she's free to become Maureen the Marrier. Food is her love language, and she really loves her grandson. Like, really loves. Nope. Nope. You want him? Ooh, I like him. Quicker Picker Upper. Bounty picks up messes quicker, and each sheet is two times more absorbent, so you can use less. He's an eight. He's a nine. Bounty, the Quicker Picker Upper. Oh, that spin class was brutal. Well, you can try using the Buick's massaging seat. Oh, yeah, that's nice. Can I use Apple CarPlay to put some music on? Sure. It's wireless. Pick something we all like. Okay, hold on. What's your Buick's Wi-Fi password? Buick Envision 2021. Oh, you should pick something stronger that's really predictable. That's a really tight spot. Don't worry. I used to hate parallel parking. Me too. Hey. You really outdid yourself. Yes, we did. The all-new Buick Envision. An SUV built around you. All of you. The Cuvée Group is a Florida-based marketing and training consulting firm. We help businesses communicate to their target audience and engage them in conversation. We also help to expand their audiences, which will ultimately result in growth for those organizations. In addition to being a certified constant contact specialist, my colleagues and I are also certified in John Maxwell Leadership Principles. We use these proven principles to conduct workshops, training, and private coaching sessions for individuals and companies looking to take things to the next level. Contact us to schedule a free consultation. Issues today, don't delay, call Cuvée. Since 2002, Empowerment Resources, Inc., a nonprofit organization, has empowered more than 1,500 youth and adults in Duval and surrounding counties. Through its programs, Journey into Womanhood, Girls Mentoring, Life Skills for Teens, and parenting education coaching. To get involved with programs, volunteer, or donate, visit www.empowermentresourcesinc.org. Follow us on social media, facebook.com forward slash empowerment.resources and instagram.com forward slash empowermentjax. Supermarket sushi, really? No. Wait, Troy, you work here? I'm never not working. Like head and shoulder scalp shield technology, up to 100% dandruff protection, even between washes. Never not working, huh? Oh, Troy, you're such a good teacher. Yeah, I know. <laughs> never not working. Never not working. Never ever not working. Are you serious? Never not working. Dandruff protection that's never not working. Head and shoulder scalp shield technology. 
It's never too early to plant the seed, to share the tradition, and instill a sense of pride in your HBCU with your little ones. HBCU Pride and Joy Children's Boutique helps you share your school spirit with a wide selection of adorable kids apparel and accessories officially licensed from your favorite HBCU. Visit HBCUPrideJoy.com and follow us on all social media at HBCUPrideJoy on Facebook and Twitter. This is the Dean of the College of HBCU Sports, Kenyatta Cavill of Dr. Cavill's Inside the HBCU Sports Lab with Mike Washington and Charles Bishop. Come mix it up in the lab where the course lecture is in session every Tuesday from 6 o'clock p.m. Central Standard Time on Facebook Live, YouTube, Spreaker, or the BCSN app. As we discuss all things about the HBCU sports culture, including exploring the week that was in the sporting HBCU dashboard as well as the upcoming week of HBCU Sports. With me, the Dean, the College of HBCU Sports, on Dr. Cavill's Inside HBCU Sports Lab with Mike Watch and Charles Bishop. Course lecture dismissed. Are you hungry for authentic Caribbean food? Like jerk chicken, oxtail, red snapper, shrimp, tofu, and rasta pasta? Well, find your way over to Mango's Caribbean Restaurant, 180 Auburn Avenue, right next to Royal Peacock. In downtown Atlanta. Mango's Caribbean Restaurant. Open daily from 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. And on Friday and Saturday, we're open till 4 a.m. Come to Mango's and put some spice in your life. Mango's Caribbean Restaurant, 180 Auburn Avenue, right next to Royal Peacock. In downtown Atlanta. For more info or directions, call 404-698-3992. Or log on to mangoscaribbeanrestaurant.com. For instant coupons, text M-A-N-G-O-S to 313131. Mango's Caribbean Restaurant. Authentic Caribbean cuisine. Charmin Ultra Soft has so much cushiony softness, it's hard for your family to remember. They can use less. Sweet pillows of softness. This is soft. Holy Charmin. Excuse me. Roll it back, everybody. Sorry. Charmin Ultra Soft is so cushiony soft, you'll want more. But it's so absorbent, you can use less. So it's always worth it. Now, what did we learn about using less? You gotta roll it back, everybody. (laughs) We all go. Why not enjoy the go with Charmin? From novice to aficionado, find yourself here. High-quality cigars plus personal customer service. Slow Burn is Waco's only mobile cigar lounge featuring a meticulous curated collection of premium cigars. Visit our website www.slowburnwaco.com That's www.slowburnwaco.com For 200 years, Montgomery, Alabama has been making history by people who had the courage to stand up for change. Today, this riverfront city has been reborn, embracing the past and looking forward to the future. From the National Memorial for Peace and Justice to the stage of the Alabama Shakespeare Festival, this is where history was and is made. We are proud to call Montgomery home, and together, we can be the change. Maureen is saving big holiday shopping at Amazon, so now she's free to become... Maureen the Marrier. Food is her love language, and she really loves her grandson. Like, really loves. 
Nope. Nope. Come on, him? Ooh, I like him. The Quicker Picker Upper. Bounty picks up messes quicker, and each sheet is two times more absorbent, so you can use less. He's an eight. He's a nine. Bounty, the Quicker Picker Upper. Oh, that spin class was brutal. Well, you can try using the Buick's massaging seat. Oh, yeah, that's nice. Can I use Apple CarPlay to put some music on? Sure. It's wireless. Pick something we all like. Okay, hold on. What's your Buick's Wi-Fi password? Buick Envision 2021. Oh, you should pick something stronger that's really predictable. That's a really tight spot. Don't worry. I used to hate parallel parking. Me too. Hey. You really outdid yourself. Yes, we did. The all-new Buick Envision. An SUV built around you. All of you. The Cuvée Group is a Florida-based marketing and training consulting firm. We help businesses communicate to their target audience and engage them in conversation. We also help to expand their audiences, which will ultimately result in growth for those organizations. In addition to being a certified constant contact specialist, my colleagues and I are also certified in John Maxwell Leadership Principles. We use these proven principles to conduct workshops, training, and private coaching sessions for individuals and companies looking to take things to the next level. Contact us to schedule a free consultation. Issues today, don't delay. Call Cuvay. Since 2002, Empowerment Resources, Inc. Welcome back to this week's edition of the Coles Brown Show right here on the Black College Sports Network. Um, we're going to have to reschedule Coach Henry Miller, defensive coordinator uh, at Southern University. Uh, had an issue, uh, but we will we'll get it straight. So with that being said, uh, the final segment here on the Coles Brown Show, I'm going to kind of look at some of um, what you guys are talking about here on the show. Uh, good afternoon to uh, – Varick Williams, Keith Martin, uh, Darren Gaines, also Edwin Dwight Moore. And I, I kind of want to read his comments, and it was referring to when we were talking about the Southern Heritage Classic. And Jackson State, of course, and Tennessee State have come to an agreement to play at least one last time this year. And I mentioned, you know, maybe Alcorn State or someone like that maybe can uh, – uh, play Tennessee State. And Edwin says this, there is no intimate rivalry with Alcorn and Tennessee State as it is with JSU, a given. Their football history is heavily interwoven. John Merritt, Bob Hill, W.C. Garth. Any other matchup is just a game. No need to call another game a Southern Heritage Classic. Well, sometimes you have to make new traditions. And I understand with Jackson State and Tennessee State, the legacy, uh, the, the, the history between the two. But at this point now, 
you know, you, you can name it something else or you can put somebody in, but why not? How about developing a new rivalry? I mentioned Alcorn State, but uh, you guys, you may have someone else that you think would be, be a better fit. Um, Southern University, maybe, playing Tennessee State in Memphis, Alcorn State. Some have mentioned maybe University of Arkansas Pine Bluff playing uh, Tennessee State. And geographically, they're they're pretty close. Uh, we've also talked about SWAC baseball in the predicted order of finish. And, of course, in the Eastern Division, Jackson State is picked to, to represent the East. In the West, uh, Southern University had a lot of conversation from you guys about uh, swag baseball. And once again, predict auto finish. It gathers conversation. Some of you know more about baseball than others, but when it's all said and done, it's going to be played on the field. It's going to be determined on on the field. Uh, I also talked with uh, Coach Neil Weiner, head football coach, director of athletics, at the Dunham School here in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Jordan Dupree, uh, a wide receiver, signed with Southern University, and we, we, we put up his highlights. And uh, maybe we can put it up again if you're just tuning in um, from his huddle. But um, Coach Weiner had an interesting point, and he was talking about the transfer portal and how, and he believes in, in five years, those schools that are heavily dependent uh, dependent on those 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 student athletes from the transfer portal. When they're gone, then you still have to develop the high school student athletes, and as they matriculate through the program, and and so that's why it is my humble opinion that the transfer portal is a a, a quick fix, and you can piece together some players, particularly like if you need help, say in, in say in the secondary or linebacker core, you can go in the transfer portal. And then when you select someone or you're interested in signing them, you've got to do your due diligence and, and find out everything about the person, not just as the athlete, but a, a, as the person. And then that person has to fit into your program. There's also the junior college ranks, and you've seen Alcorn State go to the JUCO ranks, Southern University going went into the JUCO ranks. But then, but still, the foundation, the best way to build a program, is still, in my humble opinion, from the high school ranks, from a freshman to a senior, and then that player, no matter what sport, has gotten better. He's got he's gotten the coaching. He's been coached up. He's been put in a position to help walk across that stage and get his degree. And look, I get it. I, I really get it that the pressure to win now is immediate. You know, you you lose two years in a row, or uh, you have a disappointing season. The director of athletics and the powers that be could come in and say, "Look, hey, it's not going in the direction it needs to go. We we definitely want to change." the direction of the program. And if you're looking at 
in the conference. You know, you have some coaches that's been there for a few years now. Uh, Southern University having Coach Dooley on, bringing him on. He he's coached in the conference, so he he knows about the conference. He coached at Southern University under Coach Pete Richardson, so he basically hit the ground running. Uh, we talked Southwestern Athletic Conference basketball, and we looked at um, both on the women's and the men's side with Coach uh, Van Penaway. On the men's side, it, it's really tight. Southern University with a one-game lead in the conference, nine and two overall. This is on the men's side. Texas Southern eight and three, FAMU eight and three, Grambling State eight and three, and Alcorn State eight and three, and and some big games. Southern and Grambling they are in Texas for the Texas two-step uh, on the men's side. After Monday, Tuesday, Tuesday, well Monday night, late Monday night. We'll see if there's any uh, major changes in the conference race. On the wins, women's side, is, is, is Jackson State, basically. They are solid number one. It's now going to come down to positioning on, on the women's side. Southern University dropped a 61-58 decision to Alabama State. That's a loss at home. Now they've got to make it up on the road. They're, they're capable of doing it. Um, they start today the with Prairie View A&M and then Texas Southern Monday. We've talked about it. It's difficult to win on the road. So they've, they've got to get in there. And if they can win both games on the road, that would be, that would be great. But if they don't, if they get a split, and we talked about it, that's what you want on the road, a split. But can they win both games on the road? It's going to be tough. And then uh, next Saturday, arch rival with Grandma State University, who defeated Southern University's women's basketball team. Matter of fact, the men lost as well. And then they'll have family and Bethune-Cookman coming to the FD Clark Activity Center. And then Southern will end both on the women's and men's side, the race, the conference schedule, at the Alabama school. So so what do you think? Who's going to get it done? Jackson State, number one seed on the women's side. Can Southern men's basketball team hold on? They've been very consistent. Can they hold on and win the regular season championship? And, you know, over the years, I used to always debate with Charles Edmund and others about the regular season and how important that was. And as far as the tournament, that's the automatic bid. But I still think it, it, it says a lot. If you can stand the test of time during the regular season and, and, and win it, and then you're playing for seeding position in the tournament. So often has been the case, a regular season champion has in most cases did very well in the tournament championship. Some cases they didn't get it done. And, and and so it's a one bid lead. Unfortunately, right now, until the conference as a whole gets better, um, as far as the, the, the scheduling a non-conference and, 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 and playing those mid majors. And we've talked about that too. We're sick, I guess, sick, sick about, you know, scheduling non-conference games as far as basketball, who do you schedule? Do you schedule smart? Versus 
the money games, the guarantee games. And you see a lot of those games are played because it brings finances into the athletic department. Some schools put that money directly back into the basketball program. Some, they put it in uh, the general fund. And when I had Coach Banks on, the director of athletics at Southern University, a couple of, maybe about a month ago, um, I, I brought that up to him, and, and he stated right now, that's what they would like to do, not having to have to schedule all those money games. But right now, as far as the athletic department, they, they've, they've got to do that. They've got to schedule more uh, money games or guarantee games. But uh, the goal is to not having to have to schedule those uh, many games. We talked about the SWAG baseball order prediction. And um, some of you are saying, oh, Carlos, the regular season champ gets an automatic NIT bid. So regular season is very important. Yeah, it it, it, it is. You know, NIT. But the ultimate goal, I know, is to get to the NCAA tournament. Because financially, it's, it, it, it's a no-brainer. It really is, is a no-brainer. But you still can schedule. And, and, and the conference as a whole has to get better as far as their, their, their RPI rankings. And, and so one day, and I, and I don't laugh, one day it could be possible. It could be possible, like in baseball, to put yourself in a position that you can be considered for an at-large bid. But to do that, you're not going to be able to schedule the, 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 the NAIA schools, the Division II, and, and, and all of us, when I say all of us, in the conference, they have done that. Let me um go into the chat room. Uh, Terrence Graves said, add some university and Grambling on a rotating basis. Now, that would mean I'm thinking he's talking about the Southern Heritage Classic. Because of course, Jackson State after this year, they're they're not going to uh, uh, participate in the Southern Heritage Classic. Hmm. Grambling State and Southern. What do you think about that one? I guess Coach Banks would uh, consider that uh, in the, in the in the future. I mentioned Alcorn State. Everyone says there's no historical ties to uh, Alcorn State and Tennessee State, but I say make new traditions. I mean, you, you probably could rotate uh, two or three teams in the Southern Heritage Classic, but but I guess ideally, if they want to continue it like it was with Jackson State and Tennessee State, maybe they will decide to say, hey, we'll, we'll just go with one team, but a, on a rotating basis, I, I could I could go for that. I could really go for that. Good afternoon to everyone who is watching. Uh, Brandell Jackson, Ralph Holly, the second, Varick Williams, Chuck Hunt from uh, I believe Monroe, Louisiana, uh, and watching the show. We appreciate it. G, G Boom Holly, Michael Cavalier. Good afternoon. Uh, Willow Brown was watching. Uh, Avis Heath, 
You know, I like to pick on Avis Heath, the Jackson State uh, alum and supporter. We've had many interesting conversations between Southern and Jackson State in, in, in the ball game and, and, and football mostly. And, and don't forget, Southern goes to Jackson State October the 29th in Veterans Memorial uh, Stadium. And then the next two years, which it will be a non-conference games, but it'll count in the overall standing, Southern and Jackson State playing in Birmingham uh, Legion Field. Now, when I was at the SWAC Football Media Day last summer, I got a chance to look at, um, I guess, Alabama Birmingham's new stadium. Um, it, w- it was just about ready, maybe 99%, 98%. Uh, I was told it seats about 40,000. That's a nice capacity size, size for uh, even if, say, you eventually move the SWAC football championship to Birmingham. What do you think? Is a 40,000-seat stadium more conducive to the to the crowd, or do you stick with Legion Field? That, uh, I guess seats are, what, about 65,000? What, what do you think? But um, Alabama-Birmingham Stadium, um, it, it, it was uh, pretty nice. And then what do you think about this swag baseball race? Southern University, back-to-back tournament champions, uh, wow, when you look at Jackson State and you kind of feel for them, yes, I, I said that, as you know how I feel about the competitive edge when when my school, Southern, plays Jackson State in any sport. But uh, Jackson State just was very dominant in the regular season. Then in the tournament, Southern University defeats them, and Jackson State, as great of a regular season that they had, their season ended. Right there. And and I know some of the NAIA schools that they played on their schedule. And I I think that's why you kind of have to kind of get away from that. And I hadn't looked at everybody's schedule, but I I will do so. But as far as uh, Southern University, and that's coming up uh, next weekend, Andrew Dawson, uh, baseball class. LSU's there, Southern, uh, Tulsa State. Shown the schedule and then Southern plays in Mississippi State and they're going to be playing Houston. So they've put together a, a very attractive schedule. And then in state schools, uh, McNeese, Nickel State, previous years they played University of Louisiana, Lafayette. So we've often talked about it. Baseball as a sport has an opportunity to, to really do well outside the, the, the conference. So once again, it depends on as a conference, your non-conference games, who do you play? And in the geographical area, I think there are quality teams that you can play that, uh, quote-unquote, in in baseball, um, you know, they're they're good to have on your schedule. I'll I'll put it that way. I want to thank all of our guests on today's show. Um, Charles Edmund, Coach Neil Weiner, Coach Van Petaway. We're going to reschedule. Uh, Coach Henry Miller, the defensive coordinator at Southern University, he'll uh, we'll hopefully get him on uh, next week. We got to work out some issues uh, there. I uh, want to thank everybody who uh, 
watch. Appreciate appreciate you. Don't forget if you feel like you want to donate or if you would like to donate to Carlos Brown Show, you can see the Cash App there. Uh, uh, Carlos Brown Show on Cash App. Want to thank Roy Evans producing today's show, and uh, we're gonna say. That's it for today's show. Make sure you tune in every Saturday from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. That's Central Standard Time, 12 noon to 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for the Coles Brown Show right here on the Black College Sports Network. Until next time, as always, peace and God bless. 